All right, we are back. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Speaking of Nothing. Oh my God. What a week. What a week. I don't even... (laughs) I don't even know where to begin. Um, I guess we could start off with everyone being so nice and wishing me a happy birthday on Monday. I appreciate it. Um, you know, not a very exciting birthday, but it was cool. A bunch of people reached out, so that was nice, of course. And, uh, I got some food sent to me. Um, it's been months and months. Somebody uh, got me Bianco's pizza delivered. Um, that was amazing. And, uh, you know, yeah, just everybody doing nice things. Um, Brian, who is a listener of the podcast, I think he's out in Kansas City. He wrote a birthday song uh, for me and the podcast, I guess. I don't know. Um, he wrote a song. <laughs> That has to, that's based around my birthday and the podcast, and that will be uh, that'll be played at the end of this episode, of course, because how could I not? So, <laughs> thank you, shout out Brian for the music. You guys will hear that uh, a little bit later. Um, a few business things. Let's get out of the way. Um, first of all. Leave reviews, five stars. You guys know I bug you all the time about that. Please do that. Um, Also, a new feature. You could become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Um, we got to give a shout-out to Albert. Uh, He is the first official monthly supporter of Speaking of Nothing. Um, You can donate... I don't know if donate's the right word. You could support the podcast with $1 a month. $5 a month or $10 a month. Sorry, I'm always burping. Um, Albert was nice enough to subscribe to $5 a month supporting the podcast, which is very cool. Again, you don't have to do this. The podcast is always going to be free. But if you would like to support the show, um, of course, you can become a monthly supporter. There's a link in my Instagram or on Twitter or whatever it is. There's a link that will take you to the support section. A dollar a month is cool. I mean, I don't, I'm don't. i not going to be mad. $5 is also cool. $10 seems like way too much. Don't do that. But it's there, but it's there if you want to. Um, so yes, make sure you check out the monthly um, supporter section on the podcast now. Um, of course, you could do that if you'd like. If not, just keep listening for free. That is also totally fine. And then, of course... If you're listening today, this weekend, the 24th, um, make sure you go check out Paradise Adult Boutique this weekend because, of course, we've been talking about it. Their 29th birthday sale is happening this weekend, July 25th and 26th. All items in the store are 29% off. Uh, Clearance items are going to be up to 79% off. Same hours, uh, 11 to 7 p.m., uh, 130 West Osborne Road in Phoenix. Make sure you're wearing a mask. Make sure you're being respectful. But please go out and support them. Take advantage of this sale. 
July 25th and 26th, if you're listening again today, um, this weekend, over at 130 West Osborne Road in Phoenix. So thank you, Paradise Adult Boutique, for sponsoring the podcast. Thank you guys for supporting them. Um, Again, if you can, go support their birthday sale this weekend. And uh, if you want to become a monthly subscriber, um, all the information for that, uh, there's a link in my Instagram or Twitter account. Um, okay, so where to begin? Uh, where, where, where to begin? Um, let's get into, let's start off with the less crazy stuff first, and then we'll just kind of soothe on in, soothe, smooth, n- soothe on in? <laughs> right, what's the word? Um, we'll we'll, we'll s- slowly move on in to the craziness, because I have got two, two of them for you that are just I've been freaking out all week. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> but um, the less crazy news is I finally checked out um, The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan Netflix ESPN documentary. Uh, ten, I think it was 10 episodes. They're like 50 minutes apiece. I mean, look, clearly got a lot of free time. I knocked that out in two days. Um, I'm not, a, I'm not like a big sports person, but Michael Jordan is just such an interesting dude. Um, and I grew up, of course, watching him when I was younger, I liked sports a lot. So it was cool to see that, uh, there was a bunch of stuff, not a, bu- not a ton, but a good little chunk of him and his rival, uh, rivalries with the New York Knicks. And I mean, that's where, you know, my excitement kind of went in because I mean, I grew up. I loved the Knicks, loved, loved, loved the New York Knicks, Um, and the Bulls would beat the shit out of them every year, just no mercy, (laughs) I would sit there watching the Knicks just get spanked by Jordan and Pippen and Rodman every year, Steve Kerr with those fucking three-pointers, just a nightmare, um, So that was cool to kind of see them revisit that. Uh, They interviewed, obviously, a few of the Knicks. Or maybe it was just Patrick Ewing. Um, But yeah, I mean, that was super, super interesting. I was so obsessed with the New York Knicks. And I used to, like, collect basketball cards and hockey cards. um, Again, when I was younger. um, Living in New York. And I was so obsessed with the Knicks that I would... If, if someone had a basketball card just with a Knicks player in it, the Knicks play, it didn't even have to be like, okay, there's a player on the Knicks in the 90s called John Starks. I was obsessed with John Starks. If, you're, if you had a basketball card and he was just in the photo on the card, it didn't even have to be his card. If he was just in the photo, I would be like, I need that card. I need everything with him in it. Minor obsession clearly has just progressed into other obsessions as I've gotten older, but um, completely obsessed with the Knicks. And yeah, I just have all these memories of watching them and the Bulls just destroying them. So that was kind of interesting. It also just made me miss the 90s. <laughs> I just, the 90s were such a gem of a little period in time. And I feel like there's, there's just never going to be anything like the 90s. And whatever, I'm sure people will feel the same way about like the 70s and the 60s and I don't know, the 80s just seem like a weird Coke dream. But 
And of course, there'll be nothing ever like the 60s and the 70s and all that stuff too. But the 90s were just so different, you know? I don't know. I just miss everything, you know, the... uh, the does anyone remember those like super puffy pullover starter jackets? It wasn't even. I mean, I guess it's not a jacket. It's a, like a, a pullover. I I don't know. What do you call it? A pullover jacket. Those like they have just like all the basketball teams. I think it was mostly just basketball. I don't remember them having pullover for any other sport. But I need to find one of those. If anybody could like find some vintage shop that's selling old 90s like Knicks pullovers I need one someone help me find that there's got to be some online vintage store that's selling them right someone help me out Um, but yeah so the last dance with Michael Jordan is just I mean the guy is just so interesting the guy has to be the most competitive person ever on the planet just the, the the dude just pure dedication he didn't give a shit about anything else. And I feel like it's weird because he clearly had like a, a family, like a wife and kids and stuff. And they don't really cover that at all. So I don't know if he was just completely like <laughs> neglecting them from basically like 88 to 98. <laughs> but his kids make a few minor appearances. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they had a great childhood. They just don't cover it. But just the way he talks and the way his teammates I mean, they were all terrified of him. His entire team was terrified of him. And it was just because he was just so competitive and he took things so serious. I mean, it seems like for at least a good 10-year chunk, all he did was smoke cigars and beat the shit out of people on the basketball court. (laughs) I mean, of course, there was the fact that his dad was murdered, which is insane, I mean, just completely, completely insane. The way they treated, I mean, the guy was a global phenomenon. So insane. I mean, the guy's just, and I'm not glazing over the fact that his dad got murdered. There's just not a lot to talk about it. But it was just like, it was all basketball for 10 years. That's all that dude did. And then, like I said, minor detail, dad got murdered, which is fucking awful. Um, And you could tell that really, really messed with them. Um, and then they cover baseball a little bit, which if you don't know, Michael Jordan did take a break from basketball to play baseball. Um, and then towards this part of, of his career, I did kind of fade away from basketball and and following Jordan. And, uh, I remember sitting there watching the part of the documentary where they're talking about his baseball career. And I thought for sure that he actually played in the majors and like played for the White Sox and was like a decent player. But that's not true. He did play baseball, but he only played for minor league teams for the White Sox. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, why did I think Michael Jordan played for the actual White Sox? And then it then it hit me. That's because he played for the White Sox in Space Jam. <laughs> And I was judging everything. I just thought Space Jam was telling the truth. I thought they were recreating real life. But no, apparently in Space Jam, he plays for the White Sox and is in the major league. But in real life, that never happened. He was a decent baseball player, I guess. I don't know. 
It was a very, very small part. Um, but yeah, it was just, it's really, it's on Netflix now. If you haven't checked it out, it's super, super interesting. I loved just like everybody else's interviews, um, you know, discussing pertaining to Michael Jordan and just their like, t- I, he's just, he's, I think he's one of the most interesting athletes ever, if not the most interesting. The dedication that that guy has is like unmatched. I mean, I like to think I could be somewhat of a consistent, dedicated, um, person, but after you watch that documentary, I mean, at least for me, I'm like, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm a lazy asshole. Michael Jordan will make you feel like a lazy asshole. So, so insane. Um, and then, of course, some of the interviews just bum me out because these dudes that like I remember watching as a kid growing up with, they just look so old and it makes me feel fucking old. But we don't need to. <laughs> we don't need to get into that. Um, and then the only other thing that I wanted to mention about the documentary um, was how red Michael Jordan's eyes are. Did anyone else notice that? If you watched it, if you're going to watch it, his eyes are just so fucking red. <clears throat> I don't know if he was having an allergy attack. If it's just from all the booze. Apparently, Michael Jordan became quite the booze bag um, once he finished kicking the shit out of everyone in the NBA, um, which I totally get. Look, if I was Michael Jordan and I just worked my ass off for 10 years and won six championships, five, six, I think six, two three-peats, I would would do a lot of boozing (laughs) at the end of that. But I don't know. It freaked me out. I kept looking at him. I kept getting lost into <laughs> I kept getting lost in Michael Jordan's eyes, but not in like an attractive, fun way. It was more just like just terrifying, terrifying. Just I don't know, I don't know. But his eyes were freaking me out, and I and I put a note <laughs> that said, uh, "Oh, geez, yeah, no." I put um, Jordan's red eyes. What the fuck? <laughs> Oh, and then the other thing, too, which was kind of crazy, was there was, like, a, a big, like, um, what's what's the word? Um, well, okay, there was all this news around the famous flu game. So there was there was a, uh, a playoff game, and again, if you watch it, you'll see it, but there was a playoff game where everyone thought Michael Jordan had the flu, and he's still just, like, beat the living shit out of everyone um but it was impressive because everyone was like holy shit dude like michael jordan had the flu and still spanked everybody but it turned out he didn't have the flu it was food poisoning and then there's all these theories going around now that like the pizza place knew it was jordan so they but how do you get what do you do to give someone food poisoning there's all these rumors that they like poisoned the pizza because they were play, you know it was a uh, playoffs against the Utah Jazz and they were in Utah so everyone thought maybe these pizza guys poisoned the pizza I don't know how do you give someone food poisoning I guess you just find like some expired meat apparently Jordan ate the entire pizza too <laughs> which seems like okay maybe you didn't get food poisoning maybe you're just lactose intolerant and you ate a whole fucking pizza at midnight and then went to bed. 
But apparently he was like violently vomiting and sweating and on the floor near his death. But I don't know. This was the 90s. Things were different. Nowadays, could you imagine? People would go insane. They'd probably burn down that pizza place. (laughs) Dudes from Chicago would get on a flight and go and find that pizza place and burn it to the ground. But anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, if you if you if you want to read the theories, they're on the internet. <laughs> I mean, I, he could have just gotten food poisoning. That does happen. But again, he said he ate the whole pizza, so I don't know. Maybe he just had a really bad ah. Uh, who knows? But either way, if you want to check it out, it's definitely worth it. Um, if you're not a basketball fan, watch it just for all of the amazing outfits that Dennis Rodman wears during it. <laughs> He was by far my favorite part. I always had a weird uh, soft spot for Dennis Rodman just because he was always such a weirdo, especially in the 90s. And I just loved him for it. And whatever, you know, he's crazy for sure. Um, You know, hanging out in North Korea now and doing God knows whatever he's doing. But he was he was a legend in the 90s. Uh, They even (laughs) they even covered the fact that. He used to bail on practice all the time, and sometimes he would just bail and like go to Vegas for like two days and just go on a bender and you know who knows whatever he did. Um, but he also bailed on practice once to go uh, wrestle, <laughs> which was absolutely amazing because I remember this. Um, he skipped practice during the playoffs, I believe. I believe it was during the playoffs, and flew down to Florida or wherever it was and joined Hulk Hogan and the whole WCW crew and was just wrestling like for, I don't, you know, whatever it was like a Monday night nitro or whatever the fuck it was called. (laughs) He would just wrestle, beat the shit, you know, pretend to beat the shit out of people with Hulk Hogan. And then God knows what else they would do after that. And then just fly back and just no practice you know, suit up, go out there, and just beat the shit out of people again. I mean, the guy was just one of the best rebounders ever. Absolutely incredible. Um, and just a superior athlete. I mean, this guy could just go to Vegas, go on a bender, um, do a quick wrestling match with Hulk Hogan, and then just fly back, and put on his sneakers, and just get 30 rebounds. Just, I mean, just a different kind of person. That whole team, that whole 90s Bulls team was just... I mean, I don't think there'll be anything like it. It's just so insane. So anyway, if you haven't checked it out, I definitely recommend um, watching The Last Dance on Netflix. It's pretty good. Even if you're not a sports fan, he's just Jordan's just such an interesting dude and the whole dynamic and everything. It's a great story. Um, okay. I got okay, I have one more thing before we get real weird. And uh, there's a good chance I did not think I was going to talk that much about The Last Dance. Sorry. Um, I'm not a big YouTube person and, like, YouTubers and watching YouTubers and, like, all that stuff. But I officially have my favorite YouTuber. And his name is Uncle Roger. And he's incredible. (laughs) I am going to pull audio and we're going to play it in a second here because 
basically what he does is he goes on YouTube and he watches other people cook food. And I, I don't know a ton about him. This is based off of I just I found a video of his on Twitter and it was just absolutely phenomenal. And it's a woman who's making rice and she clearly just fully fucked up the rice. Like it's just not good at all. And the vid, the YouTube video is just him watching her try and like fix the rice and then continue with her meal. And he's just freaking the fuck out. And it's so goddamn funny. Um, I'll, sh- I'll share, a, or I think I shared a link on, um, my Twitter account, but the video is from uncle Roger on YouTube. Um, and, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's play that audio right now. It's, it's only like, let me see here. It's a, it's a little over a minute. So we're just going to play that and then we'll get into it. We are looking good. The rice not looking good. You lying to people. So wet. Drain it. Drain. What's she doing? What's she doing? Drain the r- Oh my god! You killing me, woman! Hiya! Drain the r- She- The rice- She draining rice with colander! Hi- How can you drain rice with colander? This is not pasta! I've never seen anyone drain rice. If your rice too wet, you fucked up. Don't bring colander into your rice cooking. Hiya! Get a nice rice cooker. Don't mess with saucepan like this lady here. Don't mess with colander. If your rice too wet, you recook the rice. No way to save wet rice. Has quite a lot of starch in it, which will make what it. The, what the hell? What the hell? Uncle Roger is so upset. I put my leg down from chair. Why are you running water through? <laughs> You ruining the rice first, you use colander to dry the rice and then you put water, then why bother drying the rice? Who cooked rice like this? How did this woman get on BBC food? They never asked Uncle Roger. Uncle Roger teach masterclass on making rice, but this woman, colander on the rice, then water through the rice. This is, oh, oh. Uncle Roger sad now. Oh man, shout out Uncle Roger. He's sad now, and I get it. I mean, the video is incredible because it's just like a side-by-side of the two of them, and he's watching it, freaking the fuck out. They do like these incredible zoom-ins on his face. (laughs) And he's just watching her royally fuck up this rice. It's so goddamn funny. Um, Uncle Roger might become a legitimate uh, part of the podcast. (laughs) I haven't checked out a lot of his other YouTube videos, but again, I saw that this week and I was like, oh my God, Uncle Roger, you are officially my favorite person on the internet. Um, (laughs) I just... I And I get it, too. She really did fuck up that rice. Like, she really fucked it up. And Uncle Roger wasn't having it. Having it. Uncle Roger was fucking pissed. Um, <laughs> God damn it. It's just so good. It's honestly, you need to watch the video. Because, um, again, they do like these zoom-ins on him. And it's just so ridiculous. Oh, it's the best. So, shout out... Uncle Roger, uh, by far the greatest YouTuber currently doing it. 
<laughs> I just oh, he's the absolute best. Okay, so let's get into the craziness. First of all, I don't I don't have a ton of info. I didn't dig too deep, but I just want to talk about this because I've mentioned before. Um, obviously, all the stuff with Weinstein and his, you know, molester, pedophile girlfriend, and everything that's going on. Obviously, Weinstein died in prison. Whether that's suicide or he was murdered, we'll never fucking know. But they've got his girlfriend now. She's in prison, somehow still alive. And they're digging deeper. They're going deeper into um, the money that uh, was funding Weinstein and, and his girlfriend. And it's just getting crazy. So um, a, less than a week ago, they put a new judge in front uh, or in charge of unraveling all the money laundering in the Epstein case. That was a big part of it. Hundreds of millions of dollars worth of banks, um, uh, banks, investments and money, um, looking into suspects, people involved in the banks, involved in the money laundering, uh, the whole black book, basically. Um, and if you don't know about the black book, that's a whole nother thing. But Epstein kept records of everything. Videos, he had a, he, he had a log. Everything was kept track of, which seems so odd when you're doing crazy shit like that. Obviously, there's there's more to it than that. You know, maybe, you know, he was trying to protect himself, whatever. But uh, less than a week ago, they put a new judge in charge of the banks and and looking into all of that. And within a week of this woman being put in charge, a dude dressed in a FedEx uniform shows up at her front door, kills her son, and then tries to kill her husband, only injures him, and then takes off. Now, this dude has a sketchy background. I'm not going to get into all the details on that because it's just too much. But the little bit that I know is that, or the little bit that, that you know, they've shared, what we know, what we don't know, this is still so new. But this guy was a lawyer, I guess. He possibly was a disgruntled lawyer from a case that he had with this judge. But the case that they're, that they're, that they're using was over two years old. So they're saying he was angry about that, possibly. Um, there are, again, I'm not going to get into all the details, but there are some weird connections with him and Russia and whatever else. Sorry. Um, they've they found out about him, but it's just so strange. Now, you go, all right, well, let's interview the guy. Let's find out why he did it. He's dead. He is also dead now. Apparently from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. He, he shot this woman's son, killed her son, shot and injured her husband, and then just took off, um, got in his car, drove for a couple hours, parked somewhere, and just fucking blew his brains out. Or, you know, that's at least what they want you to think. But, I mean, come on. Less than a week after she is put in charge of all the money laundering, all the banks, all the Epstein stuff, 
Some dude shows up at her front door and kills her son, tries to kill her husband. I mean, that's not, that's just a very, very weird coincidence. And I mean, it's not a coincidence. It's just, it's just not. There's so much more to this. This is what they do. They intimidate people. So again, I don't want to, we're not going to get into a whole thing here because we're already at 30 minutes. I couldn't shut the fuck up about Michael Jordan. But I mean, come on, people. Start researching. Look into this stuff. It's so crazy. I mean, we're living in a fucking crazy movie right now. I mean, on top of obviously the pandemic and the president being a complete psychopath, there's stuff like this going on. These giant organizations run by powerful CEOs and and politicians, uh, you know, uh, sex trafficking, and then all this money laundering and judges, families getting, getting murdered. She gets put in charge. I mean, I'll, I'll, one more time here. She got put in charge of digging into the money laundering of Epstein and investigating certain banks, and her son is dead a week later. That shit is crazy. Now, of course, you go, all right, so, yeah, I don't know, whoever it is, the government, whoever these people are, how do you get this guy to to attack her son, attack her husband, and then just kill himself? Well, I don't think he killed himself, but... It's just so crazy. It's like, how do you even do this? Of course, he was slightly connected to her, being a lawyer, having worked on cases that she was a judge for. Of course, it could be a coincidence, but what a fucking coincidence it would be. I mean, obviously, my guess is that whoever these people are, I don't know, told him, offered him money, whatever it is. Maybe they had something on him and they go, look, we need you to scare this family, fucking shoot her kid, shoot her husband, and then just take off and then we'll meet you somewhere and we'll pay you. And then, of course, they meet him somewhere and they just fucking kill him, make it look like a suicide and just disappear. Sorry. Who knows? That's my theory. It just seems like too much of a fucking coincidence. (laughs) I don't know. Um. All right. And then for the best news that I've gotten all week, the Pentagon announced yesterday that the UFO unit will publicly release some findings. Yes. The government is just fucking. They just don't care anymore. They just have no problem being like, yeah. We have a, an agency, we have a unit in the Pentagon that just focuses on UFOs. Now, of course, that could be a broad scale of things. You know, UFOs could mean a lot of things. Obviously, there's other countries spying on other countries. Who knows what's going on? So you want to be obviously prepared for that too. But, I mean, I don't know. Is something crazy going to happen did something crazy happen and like it's going to come out so the government want, wants to get on top of it? But they released uh, through the New York Times yesterday. Um, the 
UFO task force with the Pentagon will report at least some of its work to the Senate Intelligence Committee every six months, uh, with some of the group's past officials hinting of possibly otherworldly artifacts. And this is reported from the New York Times again on Thursday. Uh, Eric Davis, one of the former officials from the Pentagon UFO program, uh, who's an interesting guy, <laughs> to say the least. Um, I've watched a few videos of him. He's an interesting fella. Uh, he said while he worked there, um, while he worked um, for the Pentagon UFO program, the team found objects he believed were, quote, couldn't make our, we couldn't make ourselves. Uh, Davis also said he gave a classified briefing to a defense, a defense department agency in March, um, where he describes off world vehicles not made on this earth. So, okay. I've been texting a few people about this, talking about it. What do you think they're going to tell us? Uh, you know, is it just going to be things we already knew? They're just going to confirm it. I'm assuming you know, without getting too excited about the whole thing, yeah, they're probably just going to confirm some more stuff. Maybe we'll get some new videos. They'll probably be similar to the ones we've already seen where it's just, uh, you know, the the pilot's view through, um, you know, whatever it is. They're, they're, they're the screens in the, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the planes where they could, they could kind of lock in. What am I? You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Maybe we'll get some more videos, but I'll tell you right now. If they're gonna start releasing stuff every six months, eventually, what are they gonna? What are they gonna fucking release? We're gonna have to get something new, at some point. Now, is this them slowly trying to just make this normal? I hope so. But in this article, they're discussing the fact that they have found artifacts and vehicles that could not be made on this planet. <laughs> That's fucking insane. That was a government official from the Pentagon talking to the New York Times saying, hey, we've I mean, essentially saying we've got UFOs, we've got spaceships. See, now that's what I want. First of all, I want them to clear Bob Lazar and just be like, look, yes, we were trying to scramble um, people's views and opinions on Bob Lazar, but he's legit. I mean, let's just I'm not saying you got to open the doors to Area 51, but come on. They've got spaceships. They've got them. I just they have they they just do. They absolutely do. So, I mean, look, I'm not saying. They're going to do a fucking weekend at Bernie's and just like roll out a fucking alien. But I don't know, photos, more documents. I just want a photo. I just want a picture of a fucking UFO and the government to be like, we've got it. This is it. We can't tell you where it is. We can't tell you what it does. But again, if you go back and listen to what Bob Lazar said, they were flying the fucking spaceships. They figured that out. They were out in the middle of the desert flying fucking spaceships and testing them out and trying to figure out how they work and maneuver them. <clears throat> Lazar's got video. There's video of it. Of course, it's not great. It was the fucking 80s. What did I call the 80s earlier? 
a Coke dream. So, so I mean, look, <clears throat> all the stuff with Weinstein, fucking crazy, of course. I mean, there's just no doubt in my mind that that guy was was tricked into attacking this family and then murdered just to scare her, keep her off the trail. Hopefully she doesn't budge. I mean, this poor woman, she gets put in charge of fucking Epstein's bank money laundering bullshit. And now her kid's dead. Her husband got shot. What the fuck? Um, but sorry, I got <laughs> sidetracked. UFOs, dude. I don't know when they're going to announce every six months. So hopefully it's not six months from now. But how crazy. The government's just straight up like, yeah, we've got a fucking UFO program in the Pentagon. And they're giving it a ton of money, too. I read something else where it was like billions and billions and billions of dollars. Which is exciting. I believe they were saying like the first program, they only gave it like eh billion. Which you're like, okay, still a billion dollars. And I could be wrong about that. But it was a very small amount of money for a government program. But let's hope, fingers crossed, of course, we will continue to update you guys on all of this. Um, oh, the last thing, too, um, they were discussing, and I talked about this on the last episode, I believe. Um, Rubio. What's his fucking name? Marco Rubio from Florida. He is quoted in, uh, in saying, we have things flying over our military bases and places where we're conducting military exercise and we don't know what it is and it isn't ours. There you fucking go. I said that shit last week. It's happening. Again, confirmed from a senator. Who knows? Is it happening more? What if it's happening more and more? And they're getting freaked out. And they're like, well, fuck it. We got to start talking about this. Because, I mean, look. Maybe this weird fucking human experiment is coming to an end. And the quickest way for them to do it is for a bunch of spaceships to fly over a bunch of military bases. And flip those fucking nukes around and just erase everyone. <laughs> All right, let me take my, my tinfoil hat off. That seems a bit extreme. But if it happened, I wouldn't be that surprised. <laughs> All right. Um, make sure <laughs> you check out Uncle Roger on YouTube. <laughs> oh, fucking Uncle Roger. Um, and then, of course... Um, if you want to become a monthly subscriber, go check out the link in my Instagram. Um, you know, I wouldn't mind it if people showed their support that way, but you know, live your life. I know things are tough right now. And then of course the Paradise Adult Boutique birthday sale is this weekend. Make sure you go check that out and support them as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, let's get into it. The, uh, the first ever speaking of nothing birthday song. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck this is, but uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. Anyway, we just wanted to tell you rough. Anyway, you can't go out and play. Anyway, we just wanted to tell you that you. Yeah. Yeah.
they could get together. Everybody knows you'd be late to your own party. Oh, but everybody in Phoenix wants to say that we love you, man. You give to others before you give yourself. Not bad!